I'm Madison. And I'm Emily. This is the Hockey Trash Cast. The Avs are going to the second round. I'm still in shock. If I don't sound excited enough, that's why, because, like, I still haven't fully processed it, and I don't know that I will until we actually start playing second round playoff hockey. I know. I was listening to it on the radio and driving, and I, like, when we, when the game finished, I, like, couldn't figure out what the emotion I was feeling was. I was, like, tearing up, and I kept just, like, bursting into manic laughter and be like, I don't know what's happening to my face. I was like, I just like was sitting there like tearing up and my roommate was like so excited. She was like, your team's going to the second round. And I was like, yeah. And like, she was like, you don't seem very excited. And I was like, I don't even like know what to do with this. Like, I knew it was probably going to happen. And then when it did, I was like, holy shit. Like, (laughs) I was not prepared for this. So it's so exciting. But, like, if you saw the celebration at the end of the game, like, they didn't look that excited either. They looked really confused. Like, I expected, you know, like, throwing sticks, jumping on each other. Like, they just sort of, like, all skated over and patted Groob on the head. Yeah. Guys, 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 you won! You won in five games! I think, um, EJ looked the most excited. By far. We need to do this for EJ. Like. Yeah, it's his first time going to the second round in his life. It's very exciting. Congrats, EJ. I just want EJ that happy all the time. Tyson Berry looked pretty stoked going into the locker room, so. Yeah, going into the locker room. I also just like Nemo barking at people going into the locker room like that was just his celebration was barking at people honestly i can't even judge like i don't even know like my celebration was like going to my room and being like holy shit yeah so it's just so exciting it is so exciting and you guys all get to listen to us process all of this happening congratulations In more, okay. I, this isn't really general NHL news, but uh, Kel McCarr is in the NHL now, if you didn't already know that, but he's kicking ass and taking names, and the entire NHL is, like, in love with him. Yes. I'm fully supporting it. Me too. But just a quick rundown of, like, Kel McCarr's week, he, like, Played in the Frozen Four finals. Did not. Yeah, so I think Friday he played in the semifinals. Saturday he won the Hobie the Baker. Or no, Thursday semifinals. Friday Hobie Baker. Saturday Frozen Four finals. Sunday signed his ELC. And then did he play Monday or was it Tuesday? Uh, it was Monday. It was Monday. Monday played his first NHL game. And got his first NHL goal on his first NHL shot. Like, it was... Like, what the fuck? It's just fucking wild. Like, like we stand. The fact that he didn't win the Frozen Four is the only thing that makes this sound even remotely believable. Eh. 
still. Yeah. He's the first NHL defenseman to score a goal in his first game when he debuted during the Stanley Cup playoffs. I cannot wait. Only seven people have scored in their first game when they started during the playoffs, but he's the only defenseman. I cannot wait for Disney to make a uh, a movie about this. It's going to be really great. Same. Also, Kilmacar is my son. I know he is four years younger than me, but he is my child. and Our sweet, rosy-cheeked baby. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> also, his parents' reaction when he got that first goal was the cutest shit I've ever seen in my life. It was so cute. And then Nate's dad reached over and congratulated them. And Frankie and Martin Cow were sitting next to them. And everyone was so excited. It's so cute. I, uh, in this, like, Facebook group I'm a part of, of Avs fans, like, this one person said they, like, ran into Kamakar's parents and, like, recognized them and was like, congratulations, and, like, got a photo with them, and it was so cute. That's adorable. Because, I mean, they showed their reaction on in the stadium as well, so. It was so good. It was so great. In other new hire news, uh, Todd McClellan has been hired as the new head coach of the Kings, which is interesting. We shall see how that goes. I don't have any strong feelings about it. I I don't care enough about the Kings or know enough about McClellan to feel one way or the other about it. Yeah. Uh, in more interesting news, in my opinion... Iserman is returning to the Red Wings as their GM, I think. Yeah, G- GM and executive vice president of operations yeah. or something. It means literally nothing to me. Yeah, it's that's I like obviously hate the Red Wings, but like that's pretty exciting for the hockey world. Yeah, I mean they're all losing their minds because he was was he in Florida? Wherever he was, he yeah. like down as their GM and like agreed to stay on as an advisor and then now he's in Detroit. Yeah. That's... Which I know Detroit fans are super psyched about. Which he, I His name is did. like pretty much synonymous with Red hockey, you know, like Yeah. So it's that's ex- very exciting for Wings fans. Yeah. I assume that there are zero of those who listen to us, but, like, maybe. Yeah. And it's also, like, I don't know. I love when, like, players go into uh, the, like, business or coaching side of hockey after they retire. Yeah. And then it's really cool to me when they, like, go to their, like, teams. Like, old when they teams. go back to their old yeah. teams. I think that's so cool. So, that's, yeah, I think it's cool. I agree. Uh, <laughs> released a puck personality video about everyone, like, what celebrity do you think you look like? And Nathan McKinnon decided to use it as an opportunity to talk about how pretty Gabe Landeskog is. Yeah. <laughs> so he was like, no, I don't think I look like anyone famous. And then I think they asked a follow-up of, does anyone on your team have a celebrity look like? He goes... Yeah, Gabe looks like a celebrity. He looks like a model. Like, Nate, that wasn't the question. It's not, does anyone on your team look like they could be famous? 
do they look like someone specific? This is confirming my theory that Nathan McKinnon is illiterate. Um, <laughs> Dumber than a rock. Love, like, love him. He's a fool. There were some other gems, though. Uh, Seth Jones said he looked. he's had people tell him he looks like Trevor Noah. I actually kind of see it. I can sort of see it. Like, when he first said it, I was like, no. And then they, like, showed a picture, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I can sort of see it. People yeah. tell Duchesne he looks like, oh, fuck, the or, like original Superman actor. I kind of saw it, too. I was it, like, it okay. When they put up the photo, I was like, I kind of see it. He's got, like, definitely more as Superman than as Clark Kent. Yeah. Um, Chris Kreider said someone from some, like, 90s. From One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill. And, like, then they put up the photo and I was like, oh, I see it. Like, that I think yeah. is the most close work, resemblance. And then he's like, I'm so sorry. That's probably insulting to this guy. Like, that was a long time ago. Yeah, that was the only one that I was like, okay, okay, I see that for sure. I love Chris Reader. He's, he's a gem. Ridiculous. I forget. There were a bunch of others. Who was it? Dylan Larkin says he thinks he looks like Sean Mendez or like wants to look like Sean Mendez. Yeah, Mendes. that made no sense. I was like, no. Also, Tyler I found out that- this morning that Sean Mendez doesn't wash his face. So, canceled. <laughs> That's disgusting. He said he like believes that as long as he has enough positive energy, like he doesn't need to wash it because. He won't Does break he out. wash the rest of his body and just not his I don't. Face? I didn't read the article. I just, like, read the very beginning of it and was so grossed out I couldn't even, like, finish. I was like, that's... Right. Everyone listening, please, like, wash your face. Even if it's just with soap. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm not saying you need to go and buy an expensive skincare routine. I'm just saying. Try, please. <laughs> Other gem from that Tyler Sagan saying he looks like Brad Pitt, and then Jamie Fenn just being like, "Yeah, of course, that's what he said." Yeah, that makes no sense. No, it doesn't. There aren't a lot of celebrity lookalikes in the NHL, though. Really? No, that's because NHL players look like fucking hockey players. <laughs> yeah, there mm-hmm. were a couple they showed who were like people I hadn't heard of who did look a lot mm-hmm. like the players, but. That's true. I don't know. In other news that's not news, NHL people just don't actually have personalities. I don't know why the NHL tries so hard. The only people that have personalities are the entire Avalanche team, except for Nathan McKinnon, (laughs) who is the one used to those puck personality videos. Uh, Tyler Sagan has enough personality for the entire NHL. That's um, incredibly fair. P.K. Subban. Yes. Obviously Chris Crater. Um, yeah. Uh, Gino. Yeah. Maybe. It's about it, though. Please message us with... Uh, NHL players that have personalities. I'd love to know. 
this. If there's any. Austin Matthews. Yeah, I feel like both Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. <laughs> Every fucking interview, Austin Matthews gives some sassy answer. I, like, love it. It's so I, funny to me. Yeah. I'm loving American Austin Matthews interacting with the desperate Toronto news cycle. Like, it's so great. Yeah, I thought we did a good job of communicating. But by communicating, do you mean talking on the ice? That yeah, that's literally, literally what communicating means. <laughs> <laughs> Ask a dumb question, get a dumb answer. I don't know what you want. He's such a fucking sassy icon. Oh my god. Yeah. A gem. Also, have you seen the iPhone commercial that's just videos of Mitch Marner yes. shot by Austin Because that is the cutest, softest boyfriend shit I've ever seen in my life. It's so cute. I love it. It's just pure, you know? It's adorable. So the awards finalists for... The NHL Awards, which are being held in Vegas again this year, um, have started to be announced. So far, no abs up for any awards, but still worth mentioning. So the Vezina Trophy got Ben Bishop, Robin Leonard, and Andre Vasilevsky. If Ben Bishop doesn't win, I'm writing. I mean, I'm never going to forgive Ben Bishop for trying to murder Gabe, so... I'm not saying I like Ben Bishop. I'm just saying the only reason the stars are in the playoffs is because of Ben Bishop. Okay, that's that's fair. I will give you that. Like, I don't really... I like Vasilevsky. I don't really like... I hate Leonard, and I don't like Bishop. But, like, objectively, Ben Bishop deserves yeah. the Vezina Trophy this year. Yeah, let's see. The Masterson Trophy finalists are Nick Foligno, Robin Lair, and Joe Thornton. What even is the Masterson Trophy? Like, what is that, that one? That is the one for, like, overcoming hardship. Okay. If Leonard doesn't win that one, I will be upset. Because I'm pretty sure Joe Thornton is just on there because, like, he's old. I think so, too. And I don't know why Felino is on there, to be totally honest. Yeah. No, that one's Leonard's to lose. He's gonna win it. So. Yeah. Lady Bing is Ryan O'Reilly, Alexander Barkov, and Sean Monahan. This seems like an appropriate time to remind everyone about the time that Ryan O'Reilly drunk crashed his brand new truck into a Tim Hortons and then ran away and was found like two blocks over but because they didn't have any video of him driving the car, got off scot-free. Um, what a I gentleman. he's, like, learned and grown since then. But he's always up for the Lady Bing, and I don't understand. I've never, like... like no one else... I, I don't know. I've never heard anyone say that Ryan O'Reilly was nice to them, so... Is the Lady Bing, is that one of the ones where there's a nominee from each team, or no. is that one just 
It's just who has the least penalty minutes. It's like such a bullshit award. It should. It's supposed to be most gentlemanly player, but like. But it has least penalty minutes. That's who gets it every. Like it's it's stupid. So you just give it to goalies. (laughs) I don't know. I hate it. It's such a stupid award. It never like. I wouldn't consider any of these guys gentlemen off the ice at all. Or on the ice. Like, the I don't know. It gets so stupid. about the Lady Bing is for the concept of the Lady Bing winner having to teach the player with the most penalty minutes how to behave. Like, I want a My Fair Lady Bing. That is what I want. Okay, I would support the Lady Bing Award if that was the case. That would be hilarious. Come on, NHL. Give us what we want reality TV starring NHL players. That's what we want. Yeah. Okay. But it is. Yeah, I wasn't... I'm dead serious. I would watch that so hard. Oh, in a heartbeat. The Selkie Trophy. Got Patrice Bergeron, who the award might as well be named after at this point. Yeah. Ryan O'Reilly. And Mark Stone. I'm pissed because Sidney Crosby should be on the list, but whatever. I mean, he only has, like, better defensive stats than Stone. And it's whatever. I see why Stone is on there, especially because he, like, really stepped it up after they sent him to Vegas. Like, he was good in Ottawa. I I see why Stone and O'Reilly are on there, but also, like, Crosby's defensive stats were pretty fucking incredible this year, so he should have replaced one of them. And the only reason he didn't is because he's, like, higher scoring than them. Yeah. Do you think Bergeron just uses the same speech for this every year? Who knows? I mean, Bergeron's going to win it because he should. He always does. Like, out of these finalists, like, it should be Patrice Bergeron. Like, yeah. So, more nominees will be coming out through the next week or so. So, we'll have thoughts and feelings probably on that next week. Maybe one day the an Avalanche player will be nominated. We can only dream. Let's see. In non-NHL playoff news, the Colorado Eagles, who are the Avs AHL affiliate, are in their first year in the AHL in the Calder Cup playoffs. Very so that's exciting. exciting. So we're playing the Bakersfield Condors right now. And yeah, so San Diego Goals are playing the San Jose Barracuda. So it looks like uh, we'll play, if, if we win, we would play whichever one won that game. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, guys, the Rochester AHL team is literally the Rochester Americans. Yeah. It's bad. And then 
they're the Providence Bruins. They just didn't even try to change their name. Yeah, I mean, the Penguins AHL affiliate is also the Penguins. Good work, teams. The best AHL team name, I think, is the Gulls, because I think that's funny for San Diego to beat the Seagulls. That is pretty funny. I'm a fan. Although I do also like Ontario's team. They're the Ontario Reign, and that's the Kings affiliate. So it's like they also have a crown. I think that's a good thematic carryover. I agree. Um, Cleveland is the Cleveland Monsters. That's great. That's exactly what I think of when I think of Cleveland. (laughs) Yeah. So, that makes a lot of sense. Yep. As we segue into more playoff-specific news, um, I just gotta take a detour down the bracket challenge world. In which, uh, before the Avs even won their series, Tampa Bay and the Penguins got swept, and literally 20 people had that happening in their brackets. 20. 50%. Out of, like, 300,000 brackets or something. Uh, yeah. I think 30,000. Yeah. But still. And then, like, I think a total of, like, 605 had Tampa Bay and the Penguins losing in the first round. And 50% of brackets had Tampa Bay or the Penguins winning the Stanley Cup. (laughs) Everyone's brackets fucked. Uh, But at the time the stats were run, which was immediately after those uh, those major upsets happening in the same night, there was one bracket that still had a chance of being 100% correct, and it was titled, lol what? <laughs> and that tells you everything you need to know. I discovered more about lol what's backstory via a Reddit thread that I highly recommend everyone read. It's uh, so good. We'll post the article or whatever somewhere where you guys can find it. On the Twitter and the public. Truly incredible. They have the abs and blue jackets playing each other in the Stanley Cup. And, and, the sum total of goals in the Stanley Cup final is one. One goals for... (laughs) One goal. They have to be at least four games. Yeah, so the first three were going to be decided by coin toss... After 14 periods of overtime. Yeah, and uh, Matt Duchesne is going to decide the coin flip and get it wrong three times in a row. And then there will be one goal scored by the Avalanche in the last game. It's so funny. Lol what is a genius, and we bow down. 14 periods of overtime. Is literally another three hours and 40 minutes of hockey. Mm-hmm. It's four more full games, plus another two periods. 
incredible. It's even though what isn't can't be a hundred percent accurate now because I think they had they didn't have the knights and the sharks going this to this many games. Okay. I think they had the knights in five, and I think they had the abs in seven. So, um, but yeah. But because everyone's brackets got completely and utterly destroyed, the NHL is introducing second chance brackets where after the first round is over, everyone can just start a completely new bracket based on the second round. Uh, so if you're part of our bracket challenge, add a second one. Yeah, go check that out. Make your second chance bracket. But first, actually, let's look at who's winning our bracket challenge right now. It is for sure not me. Oh, yeah, definitely not me. Winners with 23 points are Lock 1, Do It For Canada, and Caps, 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 Caps. God damn it, Claire. (laughs) Uh, And Caps, 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 Caps is doing the best because they have a total possible points of 350. Or no, Lock 1 is because they've got 375 total possible points. Well, I am we'll see how this all goes when we all add our second chance ones. I'm in second place, so I'm doing better than you, Emily. <laughs> Do I have zero points? You have ten. Oh, yes. You're in third place out of four. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm super good at brackets. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had Tampa Bay winning the Stanley Cup, so... I've, yeah, so did I. The second chance bracket is really going to do I me well. I've, I think I've called every series that's been decided so far wrong. Unless maybe I had the... No, I'm pretty sure I had Winnipeg winning. Yeah, the only thing I got right was the Avalanche winning. Uh, oh, wow. So. Oh, wow. Success. How do I even have 10 points? Like, what did I get right? The Avalanche winning, probably. I don't remember if I had them yet. No. What did I get? Oh, I had St. Louis winning. That is literally the only thing I've got right I think I had the Avs and St. Louis winning. I could still have four more go right, though. We'll see. Either way, I have neither of the Stanley Cup finalists correct, so R.I.P. In uh, other playoff rankings for playoff beards, uh, shout out to Tyson Berries for looking still really just god-awful. It's gotten a little bit better. Has it? Matt Calvin- is still worse. That's a take. still has no hair. I He's a giant baby. Yeah. Uh, Gabe's getting a little scraggly, but it's still good. But also, that's just because his face looks like that. Yeah, I was gonna say, Gabe's a beard, if you, like, was on anyone else, would be really bad. But it's not. It's on 11 out of 10, Gabe Landeskog. Most beautiful person in the world, so. 
Nate's looks Tyson pretty good. Jost. It does. Kirk still looks all right. Tyson mm-hmm. Jost is still passable. JT Comfer still looks good. Miko's isn't terrible. All of our blonde boys have a distinct disadvantage of being blonde. Yeah. Not a benefit. Um, Kale McCarr has, like, four mustache hairs. <laughs> but he's also a literal infant, so... He's also had less time, because he's only been in the playoffs for two games. Yeah, but I assume he was growing one for NCAA playoffs. Oh, yikes. And I don't know if he would have shaved it off after. I don't know, man. Good question. Yeah. And we haven't seen Sam Gerard for a few days, so I don't know what the state of his is, but it's probably also, like, a really bad small mustache. Yeah. Speaking of bad mustaches. surprisingly bad. Yeah. It's a weird little, like, goatee situation. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who else, like, noticed. No one else for the app has stood out to me as either, like, a glorious beard or something that should just not be allowed. Obviously, Ian Cole is still walk- rocking a glorious beard. Yeah. But it's not a playoff game. So it doesn't count. That's the only thing he's contributing to us right now. That's correct. Yes. 100%. Um, Philip Grubauer also has a glorious beard, but he also had it before the playoffs. So. Yeah. Other team wise. Uh... I don't know if anyone's seen Kasperi Kapanen's mustache goatee situation, but it's not good. <laughs> It's not, not good. It's really not. Just the Leafs facial hair situation the overall Leafs are struggling is bad. With it's just bad. Hair. Mitch and his, like, four hairs. Austin Matthews' beard is really patchy. Who else have I noticed? Can Charlie McAvoy even grow a beard? Like, I know I've seen his face, but I honestly can't remember if he has a beard. I don't think so. I don't know. Most of the Bruins look decent. Like, in terms of facial hair, they're definitely winning their series against the Leafs. Yeah. I feel like Vegas is doing well on the beard front. Yeah. But, like, they have the Sharks, and, like, no one can compete with Joe Thornton and Brent Burns in terms of, like... Yeah, the Sharks have an automatic win in any beard competition. Yeah. I haven't noticed any other fancy beards. If any of our listeners have... Any great or terrible playoff facial hair, send it our way. Yeah, we'll be sure to comment on it. It'll be uh, more interesting, I think, as the as it progresses. Yeah, I guess that brings us to actual playoff scores. Yeah. So we mentioned it earlier. 
but in a truly devastating blow to everyone's brackets and our feelings about Matt Duchesne personally, Columbus swept Tampa Bay in, like, Uh embarrassing fashion. I'm upset. I think uh, Tampa Bay's a better team, but... They hadn't played with desperation in so long that Columbus just showed up having played with desperation for a very long time and just kicked their ass. Just absolutely handed the Tampa Bay Lightning their ass. Tampa Bay had one good period the entire season. Nah, I guess they had two good periods. Their first period of game one and their third period of game three were honestly the only good periods they played it out of was those four games. So bad. Truly I have no terrible. idea what happened, but yikes. Also yeah. on the East Coast, um, or Eastern Conference, the Penguins were swept by the New York Islanders. Um Sidney Crosby did not get a single goal. Yeah. He had one point in the whole series, and it was an assist in the last game. Um, apparently, like, the entire Pens team was playing injured, which is wild. Um, the Islanders were kind of favored to win, so it wasn't as much of an upset as Tampa Bay. But I don't think anyone had them in four games. and Or, like decidedly beating the Penguins. I thought people thought it would at least be close. It wasn't. Pen sucked. I'm sad. I cried. See. The Bruins are still playing the Leafs. Yeah. They've got game six this afternoon. I think it's in Boston. Yeah. Let me double check that. Yeah, my... NHL app is not behaving me. The Bruins play the the Leafs in like... They're in Toronto, it looks like. Yeah, and Toronto is also leading the series, so... So we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm sure Toronto would like to win today because I don't think either team wants to actually go to Game 7... And then have to play the very well-rested Blue Jackets. Yeah. And uh, the Hurricanes are currently putting the Capitals. The Capitals are leading. I mean, the fact that it's going to a game six is fucking wild. Yeah. Because no one thought the Canes would make it this far. I'm pulling for the Canes because I fucking hate the Capitals. My heart wants the Canes to win. I am not sure they're going to pull it off. Yeah, I'm not, like, betting on it, but... I mean, the Capitals just kicked their ass yesterday. 6 nothing shootout. Like, shutout. Like, that's great. Yeah. But, I mean, props to the Canes for even getting this far. And also, shout out to the Hurricanes fans, because every time I watch a game that's, like, being played in Carolina, I'm like, oh, they're, the fans are great. Like, they love it. Yeah. It's been so long since they've had playoff games that it's like, they're just so into it and so excited. And I can't not root for an underdog. 
Agreed. Also, I keep seeing pictures of people dressing their, like, weird animals up for the games. So far, I've seen a goat, a pig, and a flock of sheep all dressed up for the canes, which is adorable. I'm, I'm into it. And on the Western Conference, Avs, we took the flames down, got fucked. Um, St. Louis Blues just beat out the Jets for their series, which is wild. Yeah. I like, I don't really care about St. Louis that much. I was pulling for Winnipeg. I had St. Louis winning in my bracket, but like. I I wanted Winnipeg to win because I don't like the Blues. Dislike. And I've also got Nashville and Dallas. Which is. Dallas is currently leading, which is wild because the stars are bad. Like I like I don't know how to tell you this, but like your the whole team is bad except for Ben Bishop. Like that's it. That's all they have going for them. Like I cannot believe they're writing admittedly future Vezina winner Ben Bishop for this season, but like they're gonna like they're writing him to possibly beating Predators, like I cannot believe. Well, I think it was the actual NHL Twitter that posted like a picture of Bishop with his stats, and it like the caption was just riding the hot goaltender. Yeah, I mean that's all they've got. Raising through, but also yes. Like, name a player on the Stars that's not Tyler Sagan or Jamie Ben. I can think of Alexiak, but like, and um. Miro Heiskanen. Okay, he's good, yeah. But the stars are just not really that good. So, that's just wild to me. Um, But I hate both teams, so I really don't care what happens. Um, I like Dallas more than Nashville. Like, I really just hate Nashville so much. That's entirely valid and seems to be the general consensus of Avs fans, so... And then to round it out, we've got San Jose and Vegas. Yeah. So Vegas is leading. Um, they were actually, the Sharks actually faced elimination in game five and won, which was surprising. So and they came out, they, they played with appropriate desperation. Yeah. Like, Tampa um. Bay ever. Because I think they ended up winning that game 5-3 or something. Whoever ends up winning that series will play the Avalanche in the next round. I want the Knights to win and that I like them. And I fucking hate the Sharks. I think we have a better chance of beating the Sharks. But not by a lot, so I really don't care. The Sharks at all during the regular season? No, but we also didn't beat Calgary at all during the regular season. That's that's fair. The Sharks are pretty much just also riding a hot, uh, like, they're doing the opposite of riding a hot goaltender, which is that their goalie's really bad. I mean, that did work out well for us in round one. Although Mike Smith also stood on his head. Yeah, Mike Smith was the only person that played in on the Flames. Yeah, like, if they did MVPs for each round... Or, like, each series, 
I honestly think I might give it to Mike Smith over Nathan McKinnon. Oh, for the Just series? Because, I would too, because it should have... It's it, the only reason that the Flames had anything going for them at any point during the series. Yeah, Mike Smith played incredibly well. Yeah, the Sharks just, like, didn't have a good goalie going into the season, like, all season, and, like, he's still not good in the playoffs. So, the Sharks have, like, really good defense, but, like, if if you get past the defense, like, you're probably going to score, and their forwards aren't super great, so... Yep. Whereas the Knights have, like, four nearly evenly matched forward lines, and that could really hurt the Avs' particular style of play. Yeah. So. And they have Marc-Andre Fleury. Yeah, that too. So, I mean, I think we could theoretically beat either team. It would be an uphill battle either way. Yeah. Um, I still want the Knights to win because I like them. Um, yeah, that's where I am. Because if it was Knights versus Avs, I'd be sad if the Avs didn't win, but I wouldn't be angry. Whereas if it was Sharks versus Avs, if the Sharks won, I'd be fucking pissed. So, that's fair. But also, because the NHL runs arguably the stupidest playoffs in the entire world, um, if we theoretically win the second round, we would be the Pacific Division champions, Despite yeah. being in the central division. <laughs> so just think about that. I keep seeing people being like, oh, there's like a potential, like, for some reason there's a lot of overlap between Dallas fans and Avs fans. Yeah, I, I don't know why. Like, it makes no sense. Possibility for a Stars Avs second round. And I'm like, buddy, no. That's not how it works. It will not be a Stars Avs second round. It might be a Stars Avs third, but we won't play them in the second because we're in the Pacific today. There is not a possibility of a Stars Avs third round because I'm so sorry, but the Blues are just going to... If the Stars go past the Preds, the Blues will demolish the Stars. Probably, yes. Just, I mean, this is the Mac Chaos year. Nothing is going as planned. It really is. But the Blues have just been playing with desperation for so long, and the Stars have one thing going for them, and I just don't, I think that would not be a good matchup. Yeah. Sorry, Stars, but you suck. Um I think the reason there's so much crossover, though, is because I think the Avalanche and the Stars both appeal to, like, younger, young fans. Yeah. But also, as a diehard Avs fan, I hate the Stars. They're in my division. And also, I'm a Coloradan, so I hate the state of Texas. That's, yes. That's, like, my main objection to the Stars. It's no one specifically on the team. It's just the existence of the Dallas Stars that I hate. As opposed to the Predators, where I'm like... Like, if Texans would stop coming to Colorado and ruining Colorado... If Texas really would just secede from the union them. already, like... <laughs> <laughs> Should we review some games? Yeah. Um, there have been three games, I think, since 
we last discussed. I think that's how calendars work. Yeah, because it was Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. Um, a good discussion. So Monday, we alluded to some of this. So Monday was our first game back at the Pepsi Center. It was Kale McCarr's first game, and he did score his first goal. And apparently it was so loud at the Pepsi Center. It was 114 decibels when he scored. That's like, that wild. Standing next to a fighter jet engine, loud. I mean, that game was incredible to watch. It was so loud in the stadium. My parents were there, and they said it was just like the crowd just was <laughs> fucking losing their minds. Um, I loved incredible. the pre-show with the coordinated bracelet, light up bracelets. Yeah, okay. it was pretty sweet. If you haven't seen that, definitely check it out because. Like, it was really cool to watch. Um, yeah, the ads Twitter posted it. It's like four minutes of noise and flashing lights. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it was Yeah, it was pretty lit. Literally lit. Um, <laughs> Literally, yes. But, so that was cool. And I think, I think that helped contribute to the crowd because they yeah. were... I think that and it being Makar's first game, like... People were into it. I've never seen Pepsi Center that loud and ruckus, and I was living for it. I'm really sad yeah. I couldn't be there. The Az kicked the Flames' asses in that game, by the way. We too. did. It was they 6 were to on 2. Patty Watch just over halfway through the first period. It was stupid. Um, he, he was the only one on Hattie Watch that game. But anyway, that game was so, so good. Johnny Gaudreau did not score any goals. No. Matt Nieto had his second shorthanded goal of the season, or of of the series. So that was great. Mika Rantanen notched a goal. Eric Johnson got a playoff goal. Yeehaw, horse girl. Um, Also... Worth noting, the Avs had over 50 shots on goal in that game. Yeah, we had 56 shots on goal. So between games three and four, Mike Smith faced, like, 108 shots. Yeah. I'm, but, like, think about that. Like, we had six goals, so that means Mike Smith had 50 saves. Mike yeah. Smith had more it's, saves than the Flames had shots. Like, that's why we won. his stats. He had, like, a .93 save percentage. Yeah, Mike Smith played so, so well. And, like, just incredible. And we still won 6-2. Like... Yeah. We did... We're so bad at face-offs, guys. We won 39.3% of the face-offs that game. Yeah, we can't do face-offs. Um, no. But it was still an incredible game. The Avs ran away with it. Played super-duper yeah. well the whole time. Yeah. Two days later, we played the Flames again, obviously, in, also at Pepsi Center. Um, that one that was, was a much more stressful game. It was. The Flames were up... We, I think two nothing, right? Or was it two one? Yeah, they were two nothing by like 
but in, into the third period. So no one scored first period. Second period, they scored once. And then they scored in the third period again to be up 2-0. And then my boy JT Comfer, king of the clutch goals, decided to get one to put us back on the board. And then Mika Rantanen scored to tie it up. And then it went into overtime. And Mika Rantanen scored again. It was lit. It was so, it was so, so fun. Yeah. I was actually a little worried that we weren't going to win that one. And we did. And it was that, like, that was an incredible comeback. I was stressed. It was so good. Also, like, Miko Rantanen is back, and he is back to where we expected it. Like, yeah, I'm so happy. ridiculous curve getting back in. Like, he wasn't great game one, getting better, and then by game four, just... Taking ass, taking names. You returned to Calgary for um, Wait, our final on, game. Before we get to that, we won 51.4% of our face-offs that game. Weird. It's almost like the better we are at face-offs, the worse we are at everything else. I guess. Yeah, and we took 52 shots that game. Anyway. Anyway, like, I just want to, like, point out that we took over 100 shots in two games at home, and there are honest-to-God Flames fans saying that the refs won the series for the Avalanche. Like, that's not how that works. Like, I think I was listening to, like, the PDO cast, and Dmitry Filipovich literally said, he was like, if this game, he was like, there have been missed calls by the refs, like, the refs have, like, sucked this series, but also, if it was street rolls, the avalanche would still be winning. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, he's right. We just ran away with it, those two games. Yeah. And then we ran away with it again in Calgary for Game 5. Yeah, after, like, those first two goals of the Avalanche, and the Flames had no goals, and then they got a penalty shot for Johnny Gaudreau. Thank God we played the refs as our goalie, because he missed. He choked so hard. Um, I don't know if he thought he was going to lose the puck or what, because by the time he was actually in front of Groob, he almost wasn't moving. Like, he slowed way down. It was weird. It was bad. He choked his... It was the worst penalty shot I think I've ever seen in my life. And he blew he it. He just... He had a bad series. Yeah. Like, everyone outed their, like, you know, big face-off between Johnny Goudreau and Nathan McKinnon. And it's like, Johnny... I think now- the thing about Johnny Goudreau to note, though, is that he's also had, like, an issue with not showing up in the playoffs. So it's like... Hmm... Hmm. And then Johnny Gaudreau had another, like, breakaway, and then Miko Rantanen stole the puck and stole, so scored. Um, and then the crowd was just, like, silent for the vast majority of the game. Yeah. Which was pretty brutal. Um, and then Johnny Gaudreau had a goal, and it was called back for goal interference. interference. Yeah. Um, and that was the call on the ice, which is interesting. Because I feel like yeah. goalie never called, like, the call. That's always challenging. I think the ref tried to whistle to stop the play before the goal was made. 
because yeah. of goalie interference, and that's why it was a no goal call on the ice. Um, that's like the one thing that I can actually tolerate Flames fans being mad about because, like, I see the argument for that. Yeah, having been a goal, still wouldn't matter. But yeah, they still would have lost. Um, but I'm not like gonna celebrate that one being called back because, like, no, it was fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, Nate was on Hattie Watch, or two people no. were. Not Nate. Nate was on Hattie Watch, and Colin Wilson was on Hattie yeah. Watch. And frankly, that is what my boy Colin Wilson deserves. Yeah, I was so happy for <laughs> both of them. Such a good game. It was great. We ran away with it. Like, three minutes were left. I was already crying because I was like, holy shit, we're going to the second round. Uh, yeah. Shout out to all the Flames fans. We have no Flames listeners. No. But... <laughs> Shout out to Flames fans that stuck around to the end of the game, because I was at the Avalanche game where we got eliminated last playoff series, and I did stay until the very end, and after, and, like, still cheered on my team, even though we, like, lost really badly. And I think that's what you should do as a fan, so... Agreed. Also, they were doing, like, a good goalie chant for Mike Smith at the end, which was so sweet and like good on them for recognizing that Mike Smith carried your team. Also, it's what Mike Smith deserves because he it was is. fucking amazing and mad respect for him. Um, speaking of mad respect, Mark Giordano, arguably the best defenseman in the NHL. Yeah. Um, definitely one of. Um, but he said that Nathan McKinnon may be the best NHL player. Yeah, Full stop. just like, yeah, he's absolutely up there with Sid and McDavid. Yeah, and he said anyone who thinks that he's not should watch this series back. So, Flames fans, even your own defenseman doesn't think the refs won the series for the Avalanche, so yeah. get over yourselves. Um, I mean, that's what everyone has been talking about, how dominant McKinnon has been this series. Like, he was, he's been super sure good. I'm sure Chick had like an entire episode that was just all of them being madly in love with Nathan Yeah, Kennedy. he's been pretty phenomenal. And also, uh, I was t- Mark Moser at the end of the game. Um, also, just quick RIP to Avalanche broadcasts of, of Avalanche games, because now it's all NBC Sports, and I am bereft. We Because the Altitude crew is so good! I love them so so much. Like, they literally had red solo cups and were popping champagne to celebrate the avalanche going to the next round. Honestly, I may just turn on McGinnity's radio broadcast and mute the NBC commentary. But what if Hillary Knight's there? (laughs) I think she's only doing the intermission broadcast. Okay, I will say I do like Patrick Sharp and Hillary Knight doing the international broadcasts. Yeah. Jeremy um, Rennick can get fucked, but I like Patrick Sharp and Hillary Knight. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, otherwise, I do really dislike NBC Sports. And I'm pissed that I don't get Altitude broadcasts anymore, but at the end of the, the series, I mean, Mark Moser was like, because of the way that this playoff se- season has gone... He's the best NHL player remaining, like Nathan McKinnon is, 
And I was yeah. like, shit, man, he's right. And I told my friends that. And my friend goes, Ovechkin's still in. And I was like, all right. And then I was like, I still think Nate's the better NHL player. <laughs> and like, I argued it and I was like, because Ovechkin's the best goal scorer in the NHL. Like, I'm not going to deny that. But like, yeah. McKinnon's the best player. And he was like, honestly, like, I see the argument for him being the best. Um, because, and he was like, I mean, based purely on the fact that Ovechkin's been in the league more than a decade and still can't backcheck. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> True. But, like, legitimately, like, that's wild. Like, that's what I think. And I think McKinnon is our edge. Like, if we make it past more rounds, it's going to be because. Yeah. We've got I mean, the is, greatest star player he left. Feeling in the it. He's living his best playoff life. They interviewed him after that first OT game. He's like, yeah, no, like, my legs feel great. I could go out and play another period right now. Like, I could just skate the entire game. He's, like, okay, he's doing like, great. maybe slow your roll, but also yes. Yeah. We stand. I love Nathan McKinnon so much. I love him. He's so good and so great. Yeah. Oh! I'm sorry. Before we go, can we please discuss the fact that Johnny Gaudreau and Tyson Berry got in a fight? Yes! <laughs> It was like watching puppies. It was so awkward and so funny. Like, also, these of them actually dropped their gloves. They were just like smacking at each other's <laughs> It was literally like watching puppies fight. It was really cute and also made no sense. And <laughs> it was so dumb. Please watch video of it because what the fuck. They didn't even give out any penalties because they were like, aww. It was so dumb. Um, I feel like we also have to give a shout out to the person who showed up to the second game at Pepsi Center with a head of kale. And they like were waved at- it around every time Kale McCarr was on the ice. People showed up to the Calgary game with heads of kale. <laughs> so funny. We love anyway, a veggie boy. We do love a veggie boy. Hockey is wild. Well, tune in next week for more ads playoff news. Yes. <laughs> and also other playoff news, but mostly apps playoff news. <laughs> I guess other people are also playing playoff hockey, but... Uh, yeah, we did it. We did it, folks. We're here. We really did it. Party like it's 2008. Seriously, though. <laughs>